and 1617 both and then immediately after that rbi created a committee to introduce the currency and you see the blockchain is a good technology so yeah. technology is not a problem right. it's a platform it's the technology of blockchain that is really the future correct. in so many ways correct but here the digital currency is that you know like you you use pay 100 rupees to someone and buy a good or services or 10 rupees or 20 rupees today what you do is when you do in a digital platform is that you use a, a medium some company who is using actually some technology to transfer that money from your account or credit card or debit card or some other wallet which you have created into the other person's money it is not direct payment it's not like that 100 rupees digital currency would be direct payment So there is no third party involvement. We'll break this down a little bit more on the other side. More about the union budget. Uh, coming up, stand by. Music, great conversation, and a whole lot of K. Welcome to Bangalore's personal ray of sunshine. You're locked into Good Morning Bangalore with K. Ninety-four point three. One world, your station. We're breaking down the union budget with Professor of Finance and Vice Chairman at the Indian Institute of Finance. I'm talking to Professor Aman Agarwal. Back in a conversation. This is Good Morning Bangalore with K. Do you have children? I do. Do you? Are, are your children? You know, because it's usually the younger folk. Your children invested in crypto. Oh no, no! My child is very young as of now because I got married very late. Case, <laughs> because I mean, you've come to it beautifully. My next question was about you know the transfer of virtual digital assets. Please go on. You see, virtual. As we might be reading in newspapers recently for last six months, very rich people are actually buying and selling art, digital art. You know, for billions and millions of dollars, and it is getting transferred, held in some form. in some kind of structure in somewhere which is held by them now this is of this is of which they are there so please understand crypto products will also fall in this category but they are not direct because we have a cryptocurrency bill which has been recently introduced by one of the you know the state finance ministers even piyush goel has some uh, done it uh, created the framework and submitted it to the parliament now that bill once it becomes an act will clarify what will be the fate of crypto products per se so we don't have complete clarity on on crypto as a as a as a means of exchange yet am i right in no, saying that very correct you see the only clarity on that is the supreme court order which allowed crypto products to be traded on exchanges and to be bought and sold but given in the light the fact that there has been a structure where they're trying to actually you know restrict and say that it's not a legal tender it's not a legal product we do not know how to control it so as a result it is very clearly coming out that you know the fate of this particular product is not clear what virtual digital products is any kind of product it could be your money held in some kind of a wallet it could be some kind of anything ah. which could be held so you know so there could be software patents in a digital form it's a virtual asset you know you buy a patent develop something suppose you develop a new technology you patent it and it's in a which virtual uh, digital form so that becomes a virtual asset let me ask you on that note professor aman say for example like you said i'm holding a patent in blockchain right and i'm drawing an income from that patent uh, on a daily slash monthly slash yearly basis so the transfer the income i'm getting from this is now taxed at 30% if i'm not mistaken only when you declare that you have an income from it got it then suppose i have you have bought this painting or let us say talk about a painting format instead of crypto product yeah like an nft yeah because that's easier you you have yeah, you think you have to you want to sell it to me 
let us say you bought it for 1 lakh rupees now you sell it to me for 2 lakh rupees the income is only that amount which you bought it for minus that suppose you had a holding you took security measures you took a cloud space you did lot of thing and you spent 50000 rupees there that will not be accounted for only the amount which you used for acquiring that asset would be let us say you bought it for 3 lakhs and you are selling it for 2 lakhs that loss will not be accounted for here but if there is an income which is there you will have to pay 30% by provided you declare that as an asset right. and suppose you transferring to your child your brother your sister your wife your aunt your parents automatically 1% tds would be deducted while transferring that asset got it got it I, at this point the, the clarity that we have is it looks like there's a 30% flat tax on crypto and digital assets we will have to still look at the fine print of the bill to see if this includes nfts too if i'm not mistaken but on that note also i think uh, we'll do uh, more conversation more specifically about uh, the tax slabs on the other side and how that affects you that's coming up in just a bit stand by there are people who complain about blues and there are people who listen to good morning bangalore with k let's go 3, One World, your station. We're in conversation with Professor Aman Agarwal and we're breaking down the union budget 2022. Uh, most specifically, we're trying to focus on how it affects you. And that's what we're discussing, the tax slabs, uh, particularly in this segment. This is Good Morning Bangalore with K. One thing that a lot of people are celebrating out there, Professor Raman, is that there is no change to personal income tax slabs, uh, which is what affects you and I directly. Uh, let's talk about that a little bit, please. Yes, I agree with you. There was a lot of expectation in terms of the tax slabs, especially for the the middle class in particular, the women in particular, and some of the categories, in my opinion, like journalism, like you know, you are a journalist, a journalism because they have been working. Those people, like doctors, nurses. these are the categories which should have been rewarded in my opinion for their hard work which they have put in during the time of corona and covid in the last two years relentlessly without fearing for their life and putting their life on the line i think this is something in my opinion which is lacking apart from one or two other factors but you see the fact is that how much can you actually tinker the tax you have to move beyond tax we have gone 70 years tinkering the tax every year now is that all what is left i think what is more important in my opinion is that the government looks at avenues for growth in my income you see people don't mind paying taxes what people mind is if they have income so if i get an opportunity to go about and similarly you know they talked about digital exchange this is what we worked on national labor exchange with niti ayog has been working on on our research work trying to create an exchange like the bombay stock exchange for labor uh, employment as well fascinating and this is where if they are able to do that then you see you can actually go about giving your times you know 3 hours 4 hours 6 hours suppose you have a hobby for music mm. suppose you have a hobby for teaching but mm. you know you're a journalist but you have a hobby for teaching so you could actually take up employment on different frameworks and work with that and increase your income and i think this is something which is important this is what the government has talked about 35.4% increase in capex clearly showed despite fiscal deficit despite fiscal expenditure not being met by fiscal revenue mm. clearly is an indication to the fact that the government is ready when i mean this everybody has expenses and income taxes and this is where they are looking at doing those expenses and those expenses are in terms of creating those platforms right. uh, to you know go about making the earnings for people so if we get more 
just two small figures i like to give you sure. see in the last two years you have had foreign exchange reserve go to about 660 billion 50 billion dollars we had a flow of foreign direct investment going to about 7 billion dollars which i also projected for last six months i have been saying this this year we'll have it 7 billion dollars per month coming into the country about 1 and 1/2 billion dollars was coming as reinvestment the balance is fresh equity foreign direct investment means an investment for long term setting up factory setting up a company or buying a company or setting up a unit that means employment that means job for both unskilled and skilled then we had portfolio investment which was the highest of 7 years last year 35 right. billion right. this year it has already touched 42 billion you know you can imagine so people investing in short term investment like the stock markets and all also have seen that growth ipo they mentioned in the economic i'm one of them <laughs> let's do more conversation in just a bit we got a lot more to talk about that's coming up on the other side stand by looking forward to partying on the weekend is so yesterday when you have a party on the airwaves every morning every morning you're okay Uh-huh. 94.3 One World Your Station Why do new IPOs coming out this year matter so much? I'm breaking it all down based on the union budget with Professor of Finance and Vice Chairman at the Indian Institute of Finance Professor Dr. Aman Agarwal is with us. This is Good Morning Bangalore with K. Seventy-five IPOs, eighty-nine thousand crores. Now you know. One said, "Why do you need to have stock market?" Yes, I believe stock market is not a good indicator for an economy like India because only about six to seven percent of the total wealth of the nation is invested in stock market. Mm. So it's a very small component. Unlike United States, where about eighty to eighty-five percent or even ninety percent of people's income is invested in stock market, right. where it can be a good barometer. But the fact that you know these IPOs are coming. IPOs means new company, growing companies, people who want to from small grow big, want money to be poured in by people. When you have that kind of money coming in, that means you are looking at acquiring businesses, yeah. you are looking at expanding businesses, you are looking at hiring people in millions and lakhs. So naturally, you are looking at growth, and this is what, in my opinion, this IPO figure in the economic survey gives you a rebounding factor. Right. Lastly, in this particular point, I like to mention one more. If I give in a second, is the production link schemes. They've introduced the production link schemes where they've talked about the fact that the production link schemes they spent about one lakh ninety-seven thousand crores last year, and they've increased that budget by nineteen thousand five hundred crores this year. These are in thirteen sectors. What are these sectors? Automobile components. What are these sectors? Medical, critical medical equipments, telecommunication technology, audiovisual aids, lithium batteries. You know, which are required for EV vehicles and structures like that. Then solar PV panels. You know, uh, pharmaceutical uh, structures, Medicare and others. So these are areas where small and micro firms have started moving in and are producing goods and services. So imagine the kind of boosting factor it has a production link services which is sure. there. what in my opinion was lacking in the budget was if they could have introduced incentivized tax based frameworks based on employment mm. and innovation so those who bring in innovation who bring in brand equity in evaluation of india taking at the world level they should be given some incentive of tax break similarly those people who are hiring more women or more employees as against the previous year Yeah. They should be given some incentive that okay, we give you two percent, three percent, five percent tax break, so that you know you are incentivized to hire more people instead of reducing your employment. Yeah. Now this is something, and we saw the effective. I can give you an example where women were introduced in the board level in the early two thousands. 
and they were said 5% tax break will be given to you if you have women as chairman of your board what did it happen people started keeping their wives and sisters and daughters on the board thinking it will be there but now those women are running these shows yeah. now the men are completely moved out is the women who are running those shows so you empowered them why don't we try and empower anyone women to be employed we say you have more women we give you 3% break so mm. these are some incentivized scheme tax incentive scheme which could have been introduced and there is still a levy because most finance ministers in the past have actually revised certain components based on the debates which take place in a span of 15 to 20 days and that's why he, they produce this budget from march to february so right. that they could take a turn if they want to take because the implementation of this new budget is from first april and not before makes and sense as a result they could actually tweak the budget if they require depending on the on like you get they get from programs like yours right one in 10 people say k is not a ladies man that one person is my mom all right then let's get back to the ladies oh my god they i mean show it's good morning bangalore with k 94.3 radio 1 one world your station you're listening to good morning bangalore good morning bangalore on 94.3 radio 1 you know i for our viewers and listeners i want to say at this point in time a lot of people might not know this but uh, the indian government largely classifies its income broadly into tax receipts and capital receipts right money collected through taxes like gst uh, income tax and corporate taxes uh, that comes under tax under tax receipts and while money that is received from borrowers uh, sorry borrowings dividend payments uh, disinvestments uh, etc that comes under capital receipts now taxes account for most of the government's income now they are classified into two categories we're talking indirect and direct taxes and so say for example someone like you and I that pay income tax is a form of direct tax while say for example if you file gst that comes under indirect tax and gst for those of you who are unaware is the biggest source of you know taxable um, of of tax income for the government followed by corporate tax uh, which becomes uh, very important to know especially in in these times and the reason that i say that is like i said no change in the income tax uh, kind of bracket um, sorry income tax slab if i am you know uh, paying my taxes but what i also want to look at is um, there is an opportunity here that is allowing people to provide uh, to correct errors that is made while filing taxes so taxpayers can now file an updated return within 2 years from the relevant assessment year according to the finance minister uh, professor uh, uh, aman how do, how do you feel this will um, no, you know help people this is a very interesting move no yeah. this is a very interesting move made by the, the government because this is actually honoring the honest taxpayer you know as a small taxpayer because now everybody files because of online framework most of us including me my family we file our returns ourselves online instead of going to the chartered accountant paying them a fee it's not a fee but certainly it's a ease now which we can do it and we can understand our incomes and expenses better than many a time what a chartered accountant can actually because he's rushed with so many activities now many a times we make these mistakes sometimes we don't include our income now what will be the repercussion if it goes through great if it doesn't go through then there is to be penalties there is to be taxes they will be calling for accountability there will be discussions and heavy penalties at time the nirmala sitaraman ji has this year introduced the fact that you can actually now look at a period of 2 years you get this notice don't worry you say oh you realize that you have not had the income which you have disclosed no problem you disclose now revise your income statement yes you have to pay 
penalty on the additional income tax which is due for you you will have to pay interest also for the tax not paid in advance but at least you will not be tagged as a person who is evading taxes or you know not disclosing income and you will have an honest framework and many of us do these kind of mistake there is no person in this world who can actually abide all the laws in the world and the tax is so complicated that you at times keep or misunderstand yeah. do something like even in medical expenses i remember i had to check with my chartered accountant who does work for our institution you know when i'm charging medical expenses can i charge charge for my expenses for my parent now i never did that in the past and then i said can i do that they said yes you can do it they're not claiming anywhere else which i did not know you know something despite teaching finance for last 25 years <laughs> i had no idea about this particular factor and i was not taking that benefit at all Now, similar is the case of housing loan. Lot of no people don't know the benefit you come in for. So many times, you may not only a question of income, but even suppose some benefit you have not withdrawn, mm. you can now re-sit submit your return, and the government will re-evaluate it and see whether if the income is due, they charge you. If it is not due, they refund you that amount. And that right. is something which is, in my opinion, a very good decision taken by the industry. I'm going to talk about one thing that I like, Professor Aman, which is um, you know the pandemic is. uh according to the finance minister brought uh, and I, i agree with this brought to the forefront the issue of mental health and there's a national tele mental health program for counseling that's going to be launched uh, that's going to include a network of about 23 tele mental health centers of excellence with nemans which is in my city of bengaluru uh being the nodal center and triple um, it bengaluru for providing the technology support um also on an education front we're seeing one class one tv channel which is a program um of pm e vidya that's going to be expanding from 12 to 200 tv channels right and that's going to enable all states to provide supplementary education in in regional languages for classes 1 to 12 i think you know more than anything else uh, when the union budget comes out a lot of us <laughs> the first thing we look for is is my tax bracket uh, you know affected or not but there are actually so many more layers to it but i can say very confidently that you've broken it down so beautifully for us professor aman and and more than that you've made it so simple and easy for us to understand so i want to thank you honestly from the bottom of my heart for taking out the time to do this with us um on a parting note is there anything you would like to say to all the listeners slash uh, viewers uh, specifically talking about the financial year ahead and um, how they can take the best advantage or make the best use of it no i think the only message i like to give is that have confidence in yourself the difficult period if you have been vaccinated then is great if it is not vaccinated please get your vaccination up you see world is having confidence in india world bank where i worked 20 years back is clearly saying we are looking at 99.5% growth we are looking at a growing country we are looking at a progressing country a country which has come out of tremoring situations 2 years back to a good growth factor which we have seen it's a question of our own self having that confidence in this country and building on to it i think we need to see things with a pinch of salt there is no country no family no individual even the richest of the rich can provide everything we recently saw a partition of one of the richest families in the world couple of months back in the united states of america you know which we run our softwares with today but you know please understand if that kind of richness could not provide them love and affection to be bounded together how do we think and when i was in the world bank i remember there used to be beggars sitting just exactly outside the world bank office in washington dc very poor people used to be there very downtrodden people used to be there begging was there 
theft was there in united despite the riches which are there so please understand no one can provide for everything we need to have hope we need to have progress in our mind we need to see things in a positive way and if we are able to do that we will do good for ourselves our nation our people around and the humanity as a whole super um professor aman agarwal is of course um professor of finance and the, and uh, the the wonderful part like he told you he's been teaching finance for for, for 25 years have i got that right 25 yes Correct, correct. 25 yeah. years beautiful and uh, you know you've like i said done this so well uh, broken this so well for us um he is of course the, like i said the vice chairman of the uh, indian institute of finance um if you do want to get in touch with him say for example what's the best way for people to reach out to you professor aman so they they are welcome to reach me on email they're welcome to reach me on a call uh, you know you are welcome to put it online if you want uh, my email address is aa@iif.edu uh, with the same name as aa@iif.edu so much this has been wonderful and i wish you all the very best thank you so much ladies and gentlemen get to know him off air too have you followed him on facebook instagram and twitter yet at off air with k slide into his dms now 94.3 radio 1 one world your station